Are you a stressed working woman striving for satisfaction in life and frustrated you aren't finding it? The Contentment Matters podcast is for you. A satisfied life can be achieved by a life surrendered to God and living a life of humility, trust, and peace while doing the plan God has for you. Let's dive into today's contentment principles for living a satisfied Christian life. Welcome to Contentment Matters. I'm your host, Cindy Schwarfeger. In the last episode, I talked with my friend Anita, who asked some questions regarding a post I had about a scripture found in Ecclesiastes 5. If you didn't get a chance to listen, it was episode 3, How is Contentment Affected by Others' Expectations? We talked about contentment with our lot, the expectations of others regarding our lot, and how we can be content regardless of the expectations of others. Today I want to cover some questions I've received about contentment before we move on to our next topic. A friend at work had asked me, and so this is question number one, if we have contentment, can we still have a growth mindset? Yes, because we have contentment, that doesn't mean we grow, don't grow. In one of my blog posts, I talked about striving for greatness and when and what we should strive for. We need to continue to grow in what God's plan is for our life. Here's an excerpt from one post that will speak to this growth mindset with some of my additional thoughts. One, we need to seek God and want to know him. Now, Jesus was doing his ministry and walking towards Jerusalem. A person stopped him and asked him if only a few people would be saved. Jesus told the people to strive to enter through the narrow gate. For many, I tell you, seek to enter and will not be able. That's from Luke 13 verse 24. We need to strive or make a great effort to seek out God and have salvation in him so we can spend time in his presence for all eternity. But why does Jesus say the way is narrow and few will find it? Does that mean only a few people will find God? No, thousands and thousands of people will come to know the Lord and be in heaven. Many references throughout scripture speak of thousands coming to faith. However, many avenues and distraction in this life keep us from following God and Jesus. Even though I have known Christ for 40 plus years, I sought satisfaction in my job for many years. How many people look for satisfaction and contentment in things other than God? Many people do. That is why Jesus said, few find it. We must strive to know God and grow in our relationship with him. There is always something to learn about God through studying his word. The second answer I have to her question is to train ourselves in godliness. When Paul wrote to Timothy, he talked about later days and how people will be leaving the faith. And so these people will believe other spirits, teachings, or myths. As Solomon would say, there's nothing new under the sun. These untruthful teachings have been going on since the zodiac and the study of the stars began at the Tower of Babel. And others are continuing today with new age teaching. Focus on living for self and other myths, such as the government being the one to save us from all of our troubles. Paul told them to not have anything to do with false teachings. He told them to train yourselves for godliness. That's in uh, 1 Timothy 4, 7. Live a godly life has a value for for today, but the life we have after death on this earth means even more. We should work hard and strive for godliness. Why? Because our Hope is in God. For to this end we toil and strive, because we have our hope set on the living God, 
who is the Savior of all people, especially of those who believe. 1 Timothy 4.10 One additional thought I had about this topic is God has called us to specific plans for us to do in this life. Even though he may have a plan laid out for us, we don't know all of his plans. From Proverbs 16.9, The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. We need to move ahead one step at a time. That is what he has given us because that is all we can handle. We can make plans for the future, but we need to pray about whether these plans are God's and glorify him or bring glory to ourselves instead. Let's move on to question number two. A reader emailed me and this is what he asked. Does being content with what we have made us lazy so we'll be relaxed to chase after other greater things? So my answer was no, while we're content, we need to keep growing. And the first thing we need to do is grow in righteousness and godliness. God asks us to grow in righteousness or holy living for God. Another way to say this is growing in godliness. A godly person or one who exhibits godliness has an attitude of doing things that please God. This is done out of respect for him and who we know him to be. If we have this godly attitude and contentment, we gain more than any wealth we acquire. When Paul wrote to Timothy in the book of 1 Timothy, he reminded him that we didn't bring anything into this world, so we won't take anything with us when we die. We are content with godliness and have the basics we need. The verses I am referring to are in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 6 through 8. But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into the world, and we cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing, with these things we will be content. The second thing we need to do is continue in sanctification. Recently, in my women's Bible study, we studied 1 Thessalonians, and I learned that sanctification is both positional and progressive. There is a positional sanctification we, when we accept Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, Paul talked about the unrighteous who will not inherit the kingdom. In verse 11, he said, And such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. When we recognize our sinfulness and are separated from God and accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are sanctified. This is the positional sanctification that Paul is referring to. Because we now have a right relationship with God, Jesus has made us holy in God's sight due to the sacrificial work of Jesus on the cross. Hebrews 10.10 says, We have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Then there is progressive sanctification or the spiritual growth that we experience as Christians in our lives after we have salvation. For this is the will of God, your sanctification. 1 Thessalonians 4.3a We are all in the process of being sanctified or becoming holy. God wants us to put off the things from our former life that are not pleasing to him. They are deceitful or corrupt. These are things that a holy God wouldn't have in his presence. And as we put these things away, we replace them with the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. That last uh, bit there was Ephesians 4:24. How do we practice progressive sanctification or become more holy? By reading and studying God's word. 
In John 17, 17, Jesus was praying for his disciples. He asked God to sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Jesus wanted the disciples to be set apart for doing God's work and be devoted to him. The truth of God's word is what supports his sanctifying work. In David Guzik's commentary, he said that this truth is the word of God read, heard, understood, and applied. When we do these four actions, read, hear, understand, and apply God's word to our lives, we are progressing in sanctification or becoming more holy. Lastly, if we are lazy, we aren't growing. The word lazy isn't really used in the Bible. Synonyms of slothful or idleness are in various scriptures. Most verses refer to a person working and not being idle in working for their food. 2 Thessalonians 3, 6-12, there is a whole section warning about idleness. While these verses focus on working for food, we must not be lazy in our Christian walk if we become more comfortable with going to church, but not praying and spending time in God's Word. Paul said in Philippians 2.12, to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. We received salvation when we accepted Christ. However, part of that sanctification process is for us to t- continue to apply ourselves because God is working in us. We need to do our part by taking action. I hope you enjoyed this episode of answering questions about contentment. Feel free to send your questions to me, Cindy at God's Plan, GuidedSteps.com. So coming up in our next episode, are you unsure of God's will for you and how he has a plan specific to you? We will talk about what is God's will for you. Hope you have a blessed couple of weeks. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Contentment Matters. You can get my guide for 25 ways to contentment and satisfaction by going to my website, godsplanguidedsteps.com, or click the link in the show notes. You can live the satisfied Christian life you desire when your entire focus is on God and the plan He has for you. He loves you and considers you a precious gift. Remember, your contentment matters because you matter.